Hallelujah, turn to your neighbor and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV. Emmanuel! God is with us. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Regardless of my situation, it is well with my soul. Now, turn to your other neighbor, turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, say, neighbor, regardless of my circumstances, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Now, face the viewers all over the world, face the viewers, say, viewers, viewers, regardless of your challenges, it is well with your soul. If you believe that, put your hands together for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You may have your seats in the presence of God and say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, my name is Brother Chris, and it's a wonderful privilege to be able to share the life-changing Word of God with you today. If, if you look at what's happening around the world, you would agree with me that we are living in a very negative world. Would you agree with that? I mean, negativity abounds. Every day on a daily basis, we are exposed to negative news, negative words, negative circumstances. And in the midst of all of this negativity, everyone has negative thoughts. Negative thoughts crossing their mind. I mean, you remember at the beginning of this year, Prophet Chibi Joshua prophetically declared that this is going to be a very fearful year, 2019. And truly, we've been waking up to different negative news in the headlines where we hear about terrorist attacks and we hear about plane crashes and we hear about terrible natural disasters. Negative news that can easily cause fear. Every day, on a daily basis, you find yourself exposed to negative words. You can just be minding your business, walking along, someone can just come and, and insult you, someone can begin to make jokes at your expense. You find people lying against you. What's going on? A lot of negative words registering in our hearts and, and negative circumstances. You find maybe perhaps it's sickness you're suddenly facing or, or setback at the point of breakthrough. Or you've been married for many years, looking for the fruits of the womb, but you're barren. What's happening? Negative things are going on. And in the midst of this, Everyone has negative thoughts. Tell your neighbor, everyone has negative thoughts. It's, it's inevitable. There's no one in this world that does not have 
these negative thoughts crossing their mind. The question is, what do you do with them when they come? That they come is certain, but what do you do with them when they come? Do you entertain negative thoughts? Do you welcome them? Is there space for them in your heart? Remember, negative thoughts come not necessarily because we've taken a wrong step, but because we're living in a complex and contradictory world. And this mind is never free of thoughts. The, the thoughts in our hearts is the battle we will fight until the last day. The thoughts in our hearts. In fact, the, the battles on the outside are simply an extension of the battles on the inside. So I ask you again, what do you do when negative thoughts come? Do you welcome them? Do you entertain them? Is there room for them in your heart? And these probing questions will lead us to the title of today's message. It's a practical message titled, How to Overcome Negative Thoughts. Tell your neighbor how to overcome negative thoughts. Now, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 9. And that will be the proof text for today's message. Matthew chapter 9. Now, I'm going to read from verse 1, but verse 4 is what we want to focus on. So, Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Verse 3. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming. Now, verse 4. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mats, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. Now I want to take you back to verse 4. It says, Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? There are two very clear-cut lessons for us to learn here. Number one, Jesus knows you. Tell your neighbor, Jesus knows you. He knows your thoughts. He knows you better than you know yourself. You cannot deceive Jesus. 
The second important lesson to learn from this text is this. Jesus did not question them for having negative thoughts. He questioned why they entertained those evil thoughts in their hearts. Negative thoughts will come in this negative world. But are you entertaining them? What do I mean to entertain them? You all know if you're entertaining someone, you don't entertain your enemy, you entertain your friends. When you entertain someone, you accommodate them. You open your doors for them to come in. You provide for them. You create space for them. You knowingly allow them in. That's what it means to entertain. Know this, people of God. Satan has no access to your life apart from the doors you open to him. I'm speaking to children of God, and I know that whatever negative spirit may have disturbed you, so far as you are here in the arena of liberty and you are watching Emmanuel TV, deliverance has come today. So I'm not referring to someone who has not been delivered. As a Christian who have received deliverance, I'm telling you the simple truth. Satan has no access to your life apart from the doors you open to him. So what will Satan do? He will continue to knock. Who's there? Guilt. He will continue to knock. Who's there? Pride. He will continue to knock. Who's there? Inferiority. He will continue to knock. Who's there? Lust. Thus, Satan will continue to knock until you open. As far as you are living, as far as you are breathing, Satan will keep knocking. The question is, do you open the door to allow him in? Do you entertain those negative thoughts that Satan pushes you away? That's the question. They will come. They must come. But how do you respond when they come? Each time we entertain negative thoughts in our hearts, we willingly submit ourselves to the devil. Willingly. Each time we entertain negative thoughts in our hearts, we willingly submit ourselves to the devil. And remember, that the devil's aim is to break your relationship with God. That's his purpose. He doesn't want you to run the straight race with God. He doesn't want you to walk with the Lord. Satan will use the slightest opportunity. He's very clever. He's very subtle in using the slightest opportunity to, to introduce negative thoughts because he wants to access your soul and trap you to eternal ruin. So he will come. Little situation, negative circumstances arise. Satan is waiting there to introduce negative thoughts. How will you respond? How will you react? The way you respond determines your future. Are you with me, people of God? Are you following me? 
Glory be to God. So, when you entertain negative thoughts, you are watering the seed of evil in your heart. And if you water something, what's going to happen? It will start to grow and produce fruits. So when you entertain those negative thoughts in your heart, before you know it, it gives birth to negative words and negative actions. And this is how we find ourselves slipping into sin. Sin is caused by negative thoughts engineered by the devil which we entertain in our hearts. I mean, look, try, try and be very practical about this. You can examine your life in the light of God's word and understand how truthful this is for you. Just pick an ordinary scenario, perhaps in your workplace, uh, your, where you're working, you make a, a mistake or a blunder, and someone makes a joke at your expense, and everyone in the office is laughing at you, and, and, and they use negative words towards you. Now, Many of you, you may join them smiling on the outside. Your face may be smiling while your heart is bleeding. And at that moment, Satan will use the opportunity. You know, he, he knows the buttons to press to try and manipulate us. Maybe he knows that you're someone who has a weakness with anger. You can get easily provoked. Satan will come with that negative thoughts. Are you going to allow this man to disgrace you? Are you just going to sit down there and watch how they're making jokes about you? And... If you, at that moment, you have a choice. Do you entertain that thought? Yes, I need to take revenge. How can I allow this to happen? Or do you as a Christian say, I leave it for God. Quickly rebuke that negative thought and move on. The moment you entertain that evil thought, the seed of anger has been planted in your heart. Before you know it, it will begin to grow. Next day, you are planning, how can you get back at this guy? You hear some people talking about him. You go and join that conversation. Lie against that same person to try and set him up. Your negative thoughts have produced negative words. Before you know it, maybe the boss calls you and says, what's your opinion of this guy? You, begin to, you know the guy is very good, he's very sound, but you lie and say, no, he did this, he did that, he did that. At the end of the day, some of us have ended up causing our fellow work colleagues to be sacked for something they have never done. Our negative thoughts have led to negative actions because we entertained them in our hearts. Are you with me, people of God? Now, on the other hand, Satan may look at you as someone that has a low self-esteem, someone that, that oftentimes can easily get overwhelmed and depressed. So when people make jests of you or jokes about you in your workplace, Satan will know the negative thoughts are hit or the thought will just come. You see, you're not good enough. You, you can't do it. You're not intelligent enough. What do you do at that moment? Do you agree? Do you entertain those thoughts? Do you allow those thoughts into your heart or do you rebuke them? Many of us willingly submit ourselves to the devil. It's true. I'm not good enough. Uh, I, I, everyone's been telling me I can't do it. I'm not this guy. These people are more intelligent than me. I can't make it. You slip into depression because you've entertained evil thoughts in your heart. Before you know it, it will give birth to words. You're talking with someone. Uh, they ask, how's it going at work? Oh, it's terrible. In fact, I even want to quit the job. Uh, they, they don't recognize me. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. Before you know it, when you're about to meet a breakthrough, a promotion, so many of us have quit our jobs. 
left our workplaces. Our boss calls us and says, can you do this? He says, no, I can't do it. And you can do it. But because you believe the lies of the devil, you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts. They produce evil words, produce negative actions and derail you from your destiny. Negative thoughts will come. Don't entertain them. Are you with me, people of God? Now, how can I try and illustrate this for the benefit of people? Can I have one volunteer? Any volunteer, if the Lord puts it in your hearts. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Now, I want to de demonstrate to you the danger of negative thoughts. They will come, but what do you do when they come? My right, brother, what is this? It's a fruit. It's a fruit. This is a coconut. I'm going to give it to you. Now, I want to see a genuine reaction, okay? If I told you that this that you are holding in your hands is a bomb, what would you do? Thank you. Let's, let's put our hands together for him. Now, wh why did you take that action? I got scared. He got scared. Why? Why? If you held on to that bomb, what do you think would have happened to you? Uh, it would have exploded in my hands and it would, I would die. Yes! It's dangerous. It's deadly. The moment the awareness came that this, even though it looks like a coconut, it looks like a fruit, but this is a bomb. The moment the awareness came, you get rid of it. Harboring negative thoughts is like holding a bomb. Don't wait for it to explode before you get rid of it. Look, they will come. They must come. This is the world we're living in. The Bible says in this world there will be trouble. In this world there will be hurt. In this world there will be pain. It's parts of life. They will come, negative thoughts, but don't harbor them. Don't keep them. Don't allow them to stay in your hearts. Now, let me pick up this bomb. Let, let me show you what many of us do. Now, this is what many, many of us do. I just want you to examine yourself. Sir, I hope this can fit in your pockets. Put this in your pockets. I think the, okay. You see, you see, what, what, what's, what is in his pockets? It's a coconut. It's a coconut. <laughs> to him, yes, it's correct. He thinks it's a coconut. Many of us, what we do is we keep poison in our pockets. And then when trouble comes, we look for imaginary enemies to blame. Are you with me? You are the one that allowed the negative thoughts. You kept it. You concealed it. You kept it with you. But when trouble comes, you begin to look for scapegoats. When trouble comes, you begin to point fingers. When trouble comes, you begin to blame. When trouble comes, you begin to say, my family is this, my family is that. But you are the one that has kept poison in your pockets. By harboring, holding, keeping, entertaining, allowing these negative thoughts to remain in your hearts. Why do we do this? Because many of us no longer recognize evil as evil. We don't see the world through God's eyes. 
It looks just like an ordinary fruit to us. We say there's no harm in this. Negative thoughts come. You say there's nothing wrong. You begin to brood on them. You begin to keep them. You begin to entertain them in your privacy. You begin to think about them, plot and plan. And what you are doing is destroying yourself. The problem is not around you. The problem is in your pockets. My brother, you can keep, keep the coconuts, okay? Go and have your seats. <laughs> keep it. Right now, I want to tell you people of God, enough is enough. Tell your neighbor, enough is enough. In fact, I want you to rise up right now. We are going to make a declaration together. Rise up to your feet. Viewers, rise up. Wherever you are watching, rise up. Right, we want to make a declaration right now because enough is enough to entertaining evil in our hearts. Right now, say after me, you devil. I want you to say it with passion. Say, you devil. You devil. I refuse to submit to your deception. I refuse to listen to your lies. I refuse to surrender to negative thoughts. They will come, they will come, but they will not stay. But they will not stay because, because there is no space in my heart for evil. There is no room in my apartments for evil. There is no chance in my life for evil because, because sin's power over me is broken. You listen to the anointed song, sin's power over you is broken. You don't have to allow negative thoughts to control you. You don't have to allow negative thoughts to take hold of you. They will come as they come, get rid of them. As they come, reject them. As they come, rebuke them. I will not be overcome by evil. I will overcome evil with good. You may have your seats, people of God. I want you to make that your confession. Have your seats. You can see harboring negative thoughts in itself is not deadly. It becomes deadly when we harbor, hold, and keep them. Why? Because when you harbor these negative thoughts, you hardly know that you are trapped. That's the worst kind of imprisonment. When you are imprisoned without knowing you are trapped. This is what Satan wants to achieve. He wants to see you believe that you are free whereas you are imprisoned, trapped, and you are the one that has locked your own chains by allowing, permitting, entertaining, giving audience to the lies and deception of the devil. So often today, because we don't look at the world through God's eyes. Our hearts have become so distracted, disconnected from the Word of God that we no longer recognize evil as evil. We no longer see what is sinful as what is sinful. We harbor, allow these things. Because of this, we are blind from reality. L let me tell you some reality. When I say reality, I mean truth. 
There is no reality outside of Christ. When many of us are hurt, we behave as if we are the only ones that have ever been cheated. We behave as if we are the only ones that have ever been wronged. We behave as if we are the only ones that have ever been lied against. That's the way we react. You see people when someone just wrongs you, immediately Satan will introduce those negative thoughts. How can this guy say this about you? How can God allow this to happen to you? You begin to agree with him. Yes, it's true. Why me of all this? Why am I facing this? Listen, people of God, do you know the reality? Everyone has been hurt. Everyone. As far as we are living in this world, it will happen. But we forget the reality because we're blinded from the truth. And that's why we begin to react. How can this happen to me? What is going on? Harboring negative thoughts, allowing, entertaining negative thoughts. And all of this is diverting our destiny. Because we, we behave as if we're the only one that has ever happened to. It happens to everyone. If you are cheated as a Christian, leave it for God. He will vindicate you. You are wronged as a Christian, leave it for God. He will defend you. You are lied against as a Christian, leave it for God. He is your judge. But today, one lie against us, we hold offense. We, we can look at God in a bad light. We begin to harbor negativity. Before you know it, it gives birth to negative words. Before you know it, it gives birth to negative actions. Before you know it, you have gone astray from your walk with the Lord. Whereas it happens to everyone. Listen, there is no one in this world without a situation. Everyone has a situation. It, that's life. This is the reality. You've come here today for prayer for a particular trouble. By the time God touches that trouble and removes it, don't worry, another trouble will come your way. That's life. If we didn't have these troubles, perhaps we wouldn't have the, the zeal for God. These things remind us, create a sense of dependence on God. But today we behave as if we're the only one that's in trouble. We react as if no one else has passed through what we're passing through. We respond as if we're the only one. God is, is dealing with us unjustly. God is dealing with us unfairly. Why is it happening to me? Why is it this going on? And this is what causes us to entertain and harbor negative thoughts in our hearts. So as I round up, I want to tell you the simple truth. If you are a Christian, the situation you're in that seems negative will have a positive result. Where then is there room for negative thoughts? Your, your, your situation is not like others. If you're a Christian and you're facing setback, your setback is a setup for breakthrough. If you're a Christian, you're facing failure, your failure is to prepare you for success. You're a Christian, you're in your dark moment, your troubling moment, your dark moment will make you to value, see and appreciate the light by the time it finally comes. Perhaps you're sick today, by the time healing comes, God will have helped you to manage your good health. You will know and value the appreciates of your good health. What am I saying, brethren? Just as Joseph said to his brothers in Genesis 50 verse 20, he said, you intended this for evil, but God allowed it for good so that his purpose will be accomplished. 
What you are facing today that seems negative will be used by God to accomplish His purpose in your life. What you are facing today that looks negative, is it barrenness? Is it trouble in your workplace, marital issues? Are you facing sickness that doesn't seem to respond to doctor's treatments? Are you facing this? Are you facing that as a Christian? What you are facing that looks negative, that seems negative, will be used by God to release you into your divine destiny. Where then is there room for negative thoughts? in what will end in a positive outcome. Romans 8 verse 28 says, all things work together for the good of those who love God. It doesn't say some things. It doesn't say success. It doesn't say breakthrough. It says all things work together. So what is the way out now? What is the way out when negative thoughts strike, run to God. What Satan intends to take you away from him will actually end up moving you closer to him and you overcome. When negative thoughts come, don't entertain them. The moment you recognize this is evil, this is wrong, this is negative, run to God. Seek God. As Romans 12 verse 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. James 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect thing comes from above. When negative thoughts strike, let your heart rise and seek the things that are above because sin's power over you is broken. Just, just together, let's, let's sing that together. It's just on your seat, sing. Sin's power over me. That's it, just sing it. Sin's power over you is broken. You don't need to allow negative thoughts to control your hearts. What does the Bible say? It says, take captive your thoughts in obedience to Christ. Once you capture your thoughts, you capture all. Once you capture your thoughts, you win the battle. Once you can control your heart, you can control your life. So brethren, in conclusion... In this negative world, negative thoughts will come. Don't allow them to rule you. The moment you recognize, you realize that this thought is not from God, what do you do? You quickly rebuke it, run to God and overcome. It happens to everyone. Even our Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, a negative thought came. He said, God, let this cup pass from me. Immediately the Holy Spirit prompted him. And he said, Lord, not your, my will, but your will be done. Everyone who passed through this 
I pray God will bless this word in the midst of your hearts and that you will be a doer of the word, not just a hearer in Jesus' name.